0: To Save by the Spell, a DIY podcast featuring witchy tips, what's going on in the astro, psychic insight and advice about sex, love, relationships, and more everyday stuff for you and me. I am your host, Marcella Kroll, and this is episode 17. So, this week I have a special guest, and we're on the topic of conscious sex. My special guest today is Yogi Brent. Can you say hi, Brent?
1: Hey, everybody.
0: <laughs> and Yogi Brent is a... <clears throat> so many things. He's my friend. He is a kundalini yoga and meditation teacher. He's also... Can you tell me what your recent accomplishment is with school and your new job?
1: Uh, certification as a drug and alcohol addiction counselor and using yoga and meditation and um, conscious sexuality to help people in recovery.
0: It's so awesome. Thanks. I think that it's really important for us to figure out how we can integrate these tools that we're working on and that have helped us so much and learn how to share those with the world. That's really wonderful. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Um, I I also, uh, what is the other, you teach a tantric class. Is it for men mainly? I teach
1: different types of conscious sexuality and tantric classes, and some are all-inclusive for men and women and every type of orientation or gender definition. And then other times I do them more specifically for either one gender or or focusing on one sexual orientation, just in order to go deep in that topic.
0: Cool. Very cool. Okay. So before we answer a few questions and talk a little bit more, I just want to talk a little bit more uh, about some things that came up for me and why I wanted to do this podcast. Mm -hmm. And so my thing is there are a lot of mixed messages out there regarding sex. And there are so many unspoken rules, morality questions, and curiosity about sex that it can be an area which we avoid talking about altogether. I'd like to focus today on making choices to have conscious sex, meaning we make decisions to have intimate relations with another based on a desire to openly appreciate and enjoy life, sex as a tool, not as a weapon of destruction or emotional harm. I I believe sexual energy is potent and sacred, and our creative center can fuel us to manifest brilliant works of art in the literal and figurative sense in our life. And what most people don't know about intimacy is that we create these etheric cords between the people that we are intimate with. And it doesn't have to have penetration involved, it's just this intimacy factor. And these cords and connections can last for up to several years uh, if we are unconscious of uh, you know, how we're still connected to people. Um, e- even if we are not connected to another person in our daily life, we can still pull energy from these cords and connections. And if they are unhealthy, they can cause fatigue, upset, longing, Uh, unhealthy giving of one's energy without awareness and an obsessive need to find something to fill the physical space, at least that's just what I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Same can be said, you know, if we uh, ignore a very necessary human desire, um, you know, to be touched, you know, there's, there's that bonding element as well and the release of pheromones and oxytocin and all those great things that happen just with human contact. And, um, so, uh, I mean, I don't know. That's just me kind of rambling on about how I think or what I think is happening out there with that. Do you feel similar to that? Like, or, yeah, or relate to that? Absolutely. And I
1: think you've voiced the way a lot of people probably feel, but like you mentioned, it's something that is a vulnerable topic for many people. It's something people are shy to talk about oftentimes and, you know, it's nice to have a safe space where you can talk about these things, whether it's even just listening to advice on a podcast like this, talking to your therapist or talking to a friend who gets it, you know, right. there's a lot of good resources out there and it's such a sensitive, charged topic and there is so much psychic and energetic um, repercussions when people are unconscious around their sexual activities and it doesn't mean repression and it doesn't mean... Um, you know, being uptight. It's just all about finding balance.
0: Right. I think it, it's finding, again, respectful and healthy connections. I, I feel like in the past I've, um, I've, I've gone one or two ways. I've been really open sexually, but I've also wasn't, wasn't very present. I, you know, if I was intoxicated or something, it was like the only way I could be allow myself to be a little more uninhibited without guilting or shaming myself. And then going the opposite end of the spectrum, which is like kind of, you know, being called a prude and just like really just being monk-like and not, and not letting connection happen because of fear of that sensitivity and being so aware of it. Um, I feel like that there have been a couple of things that have come up, it, you know, recently in my life as I, I am getting a little bit older and, you know, I feel like I forgot to have fun. Uh, with intimacy and like the way I used to have a little bit um, less of a a worry in my 20s and now that I'm in my late 30s almost 40 I I feel like I you know all those big things come up I mean I'm sure they're biological um, war you know weird pressures and things um, but I think I put so much emphasis on finding a full-time partner that I've not allowed myself the benefits of just having a good connection like a respectful Uh, a healthy lover. So I I think I've pretty much decided like even this week that I'm ready to invite in fun again into my, Mm -hmm. you know, connections. And so I can release these things that have been making me feel depressed about it when I don't allow myself to have a good time,
1: you Mm -hmm. know, with
0: some potential, um, you know. Meanwhile, I, I I do want a partner when the part, you know when the partnership is ready, but I also don't want my vagina to turn into a vintage apothecary <laughs> for ghosts and you know like <laughs> uh, you know and I, it's time to have fun again. Yeah. So yeah. So I I want to you know we have some interesting questions, but I also want to share. I'd love for you to maybe share your own experience uh, with how you approach your sexuality or if you have any tips for anyone wanting to, you know, uh, be mindful in opening themselves up to that and engaging that if they have some hesitations or.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a good tip. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's a lot of, um, a lot of great things that would, you know, take forever to kind of summarize in terms of ways you can approach conscious sexuality. But, um, you mentioned fun, you know, fun and consciousness—conscious sex—is the title of you know this podcast. And believe it or not, those two things can actually go together quite well. Okay. You know, we don't always think of consciousness as being fun. Sometimes we think of it as being boring or meditative or obligatory. But actually, the more conscious you are, the more fun you ha- you have because you're aware. And so even subtle things become fun even the little um, non-sexual kind of um, levels of intimacy you can experience with someone new someone who you might be experiencing just some fireworks with and you might be taking it slow Um, but just the little tiny things about getting to know them and you know this level of sensitivity that you can cultivate really translates into all areas of your life so that you know the tantric way is really about experiencing all of your environments and all of the people around you as uh, a form of sexual union which is really a metaphor for union with the universe so just a couple practical tips that people can use in terms of finding their own sexual balance is you know, first of all, it's a completely different story for men and women. And regardless of where you are in terms of your orientation or your um, gender identification, um, in general, you know, speaking in broad strokes, for women, they're more affected by the sexual experience than men. And you can think about this just by the visual of the of the act of sex. The woman is basically getting imprinted. You know through the repetitive motion of of the sex um and so she walks away with a heavier psychic imprint than the man and so in some yogic traditions they actually say that the woman maintains that um, auric imprint of the man's aura on her own for seven years and sometimes longer and there's definitely things you can do to help get rid of that if it's something you want to do there's meditations there's cleansing there's all sorts of things you can do to help erase that auric imprint if you choose to do that but um that's reason for women to be um you know just mindful not from a stance of morality at all but just simply from a stance of energetically who they choose to engage with sexually and and to what level because like you said before you can have some kind of more fun casual sensual activities necessarily without going all the way
0: right right Okay. yeah that's great thank you
1: sure and for men you know it's more about um, consciousness in terms of conserving their their semen because most men have the problem of being really kind of mechanical and disconnected from their sex when it's by themselves Mm -hmm. used as a sleep aid you know just to kind of do it before (laughs) bed which is the routine a lot of men get into or whether it's with the partner sometimes they can we you know us men can easily fall into a, a trap of repetitive mechanistic disconnected um, sex and so maintaining some of your ejaculate meaning to not ejaculate as frequently is one way that you can start to build up some of your um, essential life force in a way that can transform you from the inside out and um, that's a long topic to discuss, but if there's just one book that I would throw out there in case any of the guys are interested in learning about that, um, the multi-orgasmic man by Montacchia Chia is a really good foundation. If you're curious about those, those practices. Great.
0: Thank you. Is there any, uh, meditations that I know sometimes it's hard to describe a meditation because of the way you practice, you use a lot of mudras and at certain positions, right? Uh, is there anything that maybe we could try to translate? Over the the podcast here like uh, a breathing technique or or an area of the body that people can tune in and focus on
1: yeah absolutely Um, breath and consciousness are the foundation for most meditations and yoga and as well internal transformation and I'll offer two simple meditative techniques that people can use based on what they would like to balance out. So the first one will be uh, just a heart-centered meditation using your breath and heart awareness. Now this would be helpful for um, a lot of men who might find that they are kind of locked into a mechanical, repetitious, kind of less sensitive sexual pattern to come in contact with their heart and to actually connect their heart the sexual activity can be profound and so just to um, place both hands over your heart center so not your anatomical heart but actually the center of your chest left hand and then right hand on top and just to hold that as you close your eyes and breathe slowly and deeply through your nose imagining that the breath is coming in and out of your heart center And if you just do that for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, it will help to really, really center you in your heart chakra. And this is especially powerful for this purpose if a man was to do this, um, say, in the middle of masturbating. If he was to take a break and do this for a few minutes, it could help to circulate and connect those energy centers. Even if it was just for a few breaths, it could help to create um, a new circuit In his energy system the second technique is um, basically a deeper awareness of your pelvic region so just to imagine dropping your center of gravity and your identity really all the way down to your pelvis so a couple inches below your belly button is a good place to imagine it and for women you can really um, imagine it as the as the womb which is a huge source of wisdom and intuition for women which needs to be preserved and nurtured and taken care of throughout all of the woman's life for her optimal health for men we we have an energetic womb and so just an awareness of that part of the body can also be a profound healing and help to um, help to bring consciousness into the pelvis which might be filled with past lovers energies it might be filled with all sorts of different things but by simply meditating upon that area you can help to heal bring stuff up some of which might not always be fun but just to simply drop your awareness down there to that part of the body about two inches below the belly button and to meditate there again just breathing slowly and deeply bring your awareness there and do that as well for five ten fifteen twenty minutes And it sounds simple, but just to practice that can also be a profound meditation for sexual healing.
0: Absolutely. I've also found that when I have, um, because I've had some, you know, not fun, I think, uh, experiences like as a young female growing up. And I think I, I know quite a few women that have gone through some, you know, it's like a rite of passage to kind of engage in some kind of trauma around your sexuality. I feel like it's, um, it's not desirable, but I feel like it happens more often than not, especially with like street, you know, street harassment, physical violence or, or sexual, you know, um, abuse, things like that. Uh, so especially with women, they're tuning back into the, the the sacral area and your root chakra and your you know, your, your second chakra, like your first and second chakra and really bringing healing in. So sometimes it's about pulling up energy up through the earth and through the pelvic floor and holding onto it and asking for divine light and healing to go to that area, pulling energy in from the crown and asking it to drop down into your heart and then to unite those energies in the solar plexus, you know, just right, um, at the rib cage, like right center above your, above your belly button but before your heart so the other thing to that I wanted to recommend that you hear of is you know you can look up vagina smudging <laughs> like that's one uh, technique that's used in in you see in the Korean spas and it's becoming a little bit more mainstream or at least you're starting to hear about it where um there it's almost like steaming and using like medicinal herbs to clear and cleanse the area. So this would also allow some any etheric cords or bad energy to kind of be cleared out for women. Um men can do it too. Uh you just uh, I think with women it, they really hold on to things a lot more uh intensely for some reason than I notice with men.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So I want to get to a couple... There were a couple questions, and maybe if we could both put some input on it. Sure. Okay, so Joe from Chicago writes, Can Tantra and uh, BDSM be integrated? I feel BDSM is healing for my shadow side, but physiologically it seems counterintuitive to Tantric sex as the Tantra is more focused on slowing down and getting in the body. So can Tantra and BDSM be uh integrated and i'm you know I, i'm sure you all if you don't know what bdsm right it, you know uh, do you want to go ahead and say what it is <laughs> bondage uh you know way i was i'm trying to remember the exact the exact
1: terminology uh bondage dominate i can't remember but it's basically you know, a form of sm yeah <laughs> um yeah
0: do you think they can be integrated
1: well you know that Yes. Yes and no. I mean, it depends on what you define as Tantra. So first I have to just, you know, kind of say that Tantra is hugely misunderstood in the United States. And what people usually mean by Tantra is basically, you know, sexual education they should have received, you know, a long time ago, but didn't. (laughs) And Tantra in the East is a religious activity based in ritual offerings, yantra, which is sacred geometry, mantra, which are the sacred words, and worship of you know bringing yourself into union with the chosen deity or the form of the god or the goddess so sexual union between uh, you know two people is a huge metaphor for that for that process in America like we do so oftentimes we kind of you know dumb things down a little bit so in our in our terms Tantra is just basically sexual practices and you know that's a valid part of it so to answer your question what you know yes because which parts of tantra would you combine with bdsm i am imagining some of the basic sexual techniques of using breath awareness energy circulation and perhaps some locks meaning you know i guess in this context they could be different kinds of locks both you know physical on your chains and um (laughs) you know more subtle with the musculature like mobanda Um, engaging the muscles of the rectum sex organs and navel to move energy but also can be really effective during sex so yes you can you can use basic um tantric sexual techniques of mindfulness and breath in your bdsm and yeah you can you can find a way to do those things together.
0: I think my email came in right at a good point. Bing! (laughs) make a point. Absolutely. um, (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) I meant to shut that down. Uh, Our next question is Kimmy from Montreal, and Kimmy writes, I'm wondering if you or your guest can suggest any ways to keep the energy clean or flowing after a particularly good or even meaningful encounter. I feel like sometimes my overthinking over analyzing mucks up or blocks what could have led to something great down the line
1: mm, that's a that's a good one <laughs> um well, I mean that's to really answer that properly, we would have to know so much more about right. what you're doing you know and what's happening after those encounters. But just from what you've said um, we could just surmise that um you know, being conscious, being aware of of um, allowing there to be space. You know, like I just get the subtle impression that maybe you're a little, um, you might be pushing too much. You know, like possibly.
0: Well, I think I think, it, and what I'm hearing too is sometimes, and I, I'm guilty of this. Is I'm always wondering, like, okay, what's next? What's next? Like, yeah. where's this going? And regardless if we want it to develop into something or not, we're constantly trying to strategize like what, what we're going to do next. So that's the overthinking over analyzing. I think, I think it's almost like we have to snap ourselves into this place of, uh, you know, being really present and, and really practicing. Okay. I'm not going to trip. I'm going to be real present here, value the moment and allow that to kind of, Continue on and let that dissipate naturally. I think when we automatically go to a place of fear of what's in, it's like fear and control That we, we cut it off. So, you know, uh, it's practice. I mean in, if you can just try to ask yourself to uh, When you start to panic or overthink or, or you start to go to those places in your mind ask yourself Okay, please allow me to come back to the present moment and really tune into this feeling longer or as long as I can, so I don't think there's a simple answer to it. But maybe also uh, exploring maybe why we overthink or overanalyze.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know that that might just be a fear of oh my gosh, is this really happening? Am I uh, worthy of this situation? Is it when's it going to end? You know if you're always looking for the ending, it's going to show up like, yeah. real quick. Yeah. So
1: gotta stay in the moment.
0: Yeah, for as long as you possibly can. You know just keep coming back to yourself and coming back to the moment for as long as you can and you'll get better at it I, I think you will so the the final thing which we think we kind of covered was um, Cal from LA wanted if to know if you had any tantric sex tips so
1: <laughs> yeah um, well you know the basic the basic kind of trinity of tantric sexual techniques which you know like I qualified before, is completely different than traditional Tantra, just so everyone knows. Those are two different things. Basically, sexual techniques used in Tantra is what we would call Neo-Tantra. So that means untraditional Tantra, which has been kind of, you know, sexualized, which is totally great because people need that sexual education. Most of us didn't get it. You know, people need to learn how to use their breath. People Need to learn how to be mindful during sex people need to learn how to circulate that energy to have better orgasms absolutely so those are those are three of the things you can definitely practice and you could go so far using just those three things basically breath awareness is huge yeah. huge. making sure that you're breathing during sex making sure that you're breathing properly which means that you're breathing into the lowest part of your lungs so that on the inhale, your belly expands and on the exhale, your belly draws back towards your spine. This is the body's ideal breathing pattern. And you can practice this all day, every day if you want, but it's particularly important to do during sex. And this will increase sensation in your body. This will enhance the length of your sexual encounter. It will relax and slow down your nervous system. Um, and dozens of other things that can help to do, as well as cultivate a meditative awareness during sex, which can be pretty powerful. You can also use that breath to imagine circulating the sexual energy to other parts of your body. So women are usually better at this because they're more naturally attuned to body awareness. This is something that men sometimes have to work a little harder at because you know we're a little more dense in certain ways just naturally (laughs) so to actually imagine that the breath is taking the sexual energy away from just the genitals and into areas such as the heart like that meditation I mentioned earlier can help you with into anywhere that really could use healing or even more awakening so that sexual energy you might be used to it only being in the penis but it could go all the way down to your toes it can go all the way up to the tips of your ears and all the way to your fingertips and by breathing and imagining that that energy is spreading out you can experience that happening
0: cool very cool thank you
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you know last thing I want to touch on really quick because I do like to address magic a lot on the show and um, how to incorporate it uh, I did want to say that you know people ask me all the time about like sex magic and, and if I believe in it and if I feel like it works and uh, yeah it does <laughs> and why it's because If you are in tune with a partner and you're both holding a visualization, and you're, now it's really hard to do. This is the thing people don't realize that it can be difficult to maintain a focus, a strong focus. So sometimes sex magic can be solo because you're not thinking about another person, you're just thinking about getting off. Um, But say, for example, you want to like, try and manifest something or you're trying to manifest or see like a vision for yourself and what you want to do is hold that vision especially when you are climaxing. You know, so even before that you can kind of visualize what, what you're desiring to pull into your life, but the important time the important time to visualize is when you're climaxing, which is kind of sometimes tricky to do when you're with someone. Mm-hmm. So that that is a little sex magic tip for you, um, if you're trying to manifest something. The other thing I'd like to mention is if you go back into previous episodes of Stay by the Spell, the very first episode, there is a ton of uh, suggestions for calling your power back and how to disconnect sexual, uh, energetic cords and things like that. So you might want to, you know, take a re listen there if, if you need to. So again, you know, that's our show. Uh, I know it's kind of quick, but it actually is probably one of the longer ones I've done. Thank you so much to Yogi Brant for, for being our special guest today. My Uh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yay. Um, Actually, Brent and I were talking earlier this week, and I hope you don't mind him saying it. Just, go
1: for
0: it. All right, okay. We just got nothing to hide. not open book. Yeah. So we were actually joking about how um, I need to to take on some of his like sexual exuberance so I can be a little more outgoing and he needs to take on some of my prude energy <laughs> so he can conserve himself a little bit. So we were just busting each other's chops about that. Anyway. going
1: to have a little energy trade.
0: <laughs> something, right? Um, but thanks you guys so much. Again you can hear all of these episodes at Savebythespell.com. You can download the Podomatic app for free and if you like what you're hearing, on the Savebythespell.com website there is a donate uh, button everything is free. The donation button allows uh, any funds that come from there go directly towards any equipment or updates I might need uh, to keep this going. So thanks again for listening and have a beautiful week. Blessed be.